0: Welcome to the Athlete Insights Podcast, hosted by Yash Pad Day, a podcast focused on letting athletes tell their journeys in their sport. This podcast is presented by Boxed Water. Boxed Water is better.
1: Welcome into another episode of the Athlete Insights Podcast. Today I've got Jacob White. He's a defensive graduate assistant with Ball State's football team um coaches or helps assist with uh defensive line and linebackers out there so jacob thanks for taking the time man to, i know it's a late one there in muncie it's eight o'clock a little past eight but thank you for taking the time man and uh, and coming on man it's 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 good to see you again good to interact with you again i, I missed seeing some of the ball state guys that i have, was being around last couple of years so it's good to good to see you again thanks
0: for having me on it's, it's awesome to uh See you and, and reconnect with you and uh, appreciate you, uh,
1: you know, want, want me on your show, man. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. So we'll get right uh, down to it. So as as I start my uh, episode nor- episodes normally, just want to start off at the beginning. And can you talk me through kind of your earliest memory with football, kind of what you what your process was, what you remember as like the earliest memory that you had with with football?
0: Yeah, I started playing football when I was in third grade. Uh, So I think that's not really a thing anymore. Um, But I started really young and I hated it at first. I was a little on the chubby side, played offensive line. Uh, So there was some running involved. And, you know, naturally when you're a little on the uh, heavier side, you don't like running. So I, I didn't really like it as much. And then as the season went on and the years went by and third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, you know, came, um, you know, I, I learned to love it. So really, I guess answering your question, my my first memory is playing um, oops, is playing uh, offensive line. That's okay. that's like my first big memory. And everyone okay. says, um, you know, you want to play the skill positions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I learned how to use my hands and play. You know, with good pad level and and all that,
1: yeah. playing offensive
0: line. So I think it kind of set me up for, you know, later in my football career. So that's kind of my first memories: putting my hand in the dirt, playing right guard, and yeah. uh, being a being a young little tyke out there running around.
1: Well, I mean, that's I'm a big, I you know, when I was at Ball State, obviously you know, when we were there play, when you were a player, I was, I was with the team, you know, O-line, D-line, that was kind of my main responsibility with filming and stuff. And, you know, through the years and by my, my coaching experience here, I've realized, like, it really starts with that O-line and the D-line. I mean, you look at, you know, teams like Georgia, G, um, you know, Georgia, Alabama, teams like that, they really invest into their offensive and defensive line. And that's really what has assisted them and you know being so successful in that manner so yeah it's great to see you you another uh guy who really loves the uh the line play and and offensive defensive line so it's great um in that sense but what kind of drew you, you talked about your earliest memory there jacob but what kind of drew you to football versus say basketball soccer whatever it may be what kind of drew you to football over those sports
0: i did play all the other sports for sure uh mm-hmm. I played football, basketball, baseball. I played soccer before I played football, so played everything. But the thing that stuck out with uh, me and football was just the physicality of it. I just liked contact. I seeked out contact as a young kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, football is obviously the sport where that applies most. So, for me, it was for for sure the physicality, the aggressiveness, and then, you know, the the effort part of the game, too. If you play with high effort, you can – you know, some most times you can be good at, at the at the game of football. Obviously, you gotta have some physical attributes and stuff like that. But if you play with high effort, um, and you know, you play with passion, usually good things happen when you play the game of football. So yeah. that's kind of what stuck out to me, uh, was was that physicality and the heart and uh, the, the the team aspect of it mm-hmm. and how it applies to life as well, because the game yeah. of life is, is a team game. And so is the game of football. So I I saw those things apply and that's why I kind of loved it.
1: For sure. For sure. In any, what's like in your youth, we'll get to your high school here in a second, high school football and, and moving on, but what is one kind of core memory that you've had from youth football or that you can, you've take, you take away from youth football?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just the ability to, and the want to just do whatever is needed Uh, by your team to win I think too too many kids nowadays they want to throw the touchdown pass they want to catch the touchdown pass well are you better playing defensive end or tight end or blocking on a play like that where there's a long pass like does that fit better for your team to be successful and win games on the field yeah Um, so you know I I feel like today that that's not really emphasized Mm -hmm. as much and you know that's something and that's really unique in the game of football is um, you know, at certain positions you only get noticed if you mess up, you know, like offensive line, for example. Um, and you know, there, there there's eleven pieces out there that all need to be, you know, moving in motion and accomplishing their individual missions in order to achieve the overall goal mm-hmm. of you know putting up points or or
1: stopping offenses. So for sure. And transitioning kind of now, you, you you mentioned the 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 last art there but now i mean you have the ability now you know you're, you're you're coaching your ga right to impart that um to the next generation of players so that's great um in in uh what you're doing there so um but moving into your kind of high school um football career talk me through that talk about your high school kind of uh talk about your high school career there and how you how your high school career went and how what your experience was in, within your high school career out in illinois
0: yeah, I, I went to Hinsdale Central High School. It's a west. It's a in the western suburbs of Chicago. It was a really good high school, really like high academic high school too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was close to going to a different one uh, that wasn't as competitive in sports. Uh, I was close to going to Westmont High School, okay. like which is where where you grow up, like in um, in in the county. Um, but I was fortunate enough to go to Hinsdale Central, great high school. Mm-hmm. I played football, basketball, and baseball all four years of high school there, which is. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as common now everyone's told to specialize in things like that yeah um, but I, I saw a lot of value in competing year round and cross training and you know the, the 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 lateral quickness and sudden uh, movements in basketball you know those could help um, in football and then the uh, mm-hmm. the quick uh, you know mental makeup of baseball um, you know you have point whatever point zero two seconds to make a decision whether to swing your bat or not or whatever it is yeah, uh, yeah. the mental quickness there kind of helps out I felt like with with football as well so it all kind of blended together to me and it all kind of made me a better athlete and a better football player at the end of the day so it, it was awesome to go to that high school I was around some really good athletes one of my good buddies or a couple of my good buddies played at Michigan Michigan State and uh, Colgate um played in the nfl so i've been around some good athletes at high school um which 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 was really cool and and unique uh in (laughs) in that sense
1: and that's great to be around those guys and especially i know you you have uh one of your your buddies plays for the rams right or play or is he still play for the rams i I think i'm assuming yeah yeah brian allen yep yep so plays for the rams um you know having those guys having those connections um, and, and learning off of that and, and being at that, being at a high school with that kind of talent was, uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be great. Um, and, and being around those guys. So talk about, and I like to talk through my uh, my, um, you know, athletes that I interview about kind of their recruiting process in, in high school. So can you kind of briefly talk, touch on kind of your recruiting process, um, throughout high school and kind of how that experience went? Your recruiting experience
0: yeah it was it was really frustrating for me i didn't have a twitter so i didn't know how recruiting worked back then okay. and, and twitter is obviously a big um you know a big cool, platform wow. to, to to get recruited yeah uh for for college athletics and i didn't even have one mm-hmm. um so like i didn't know how to play the game i always thought you post your highlights and you post some you know athletic movements i thought that was bragging it wasn't being humble in a sense which is so far from the truth now that i look back yeah um so i didn't really push myself the way i should have like pushed Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. talents the way i should have and i didn't understand the process um i should have been more proactive uh but um i was able to have good enough senior film and uh was was able to get noticed that way and really um the only reason I came to Ball State is because there's this guy named Aaron Merschman who I saw at a Cincinnati football camp when I was going to my senior year of high school, and he saw me and took a liking to me, mm-hmm. stayed in contact with me. At the time, he was a GA for Bowling Green, um, and then, but he was a Ball State graduate, and then okay. um, I just maintained a relationship with him throughout the fall, and then there was a there was an inside linebacker here who got hurt a season ending injury and then it opened up a spot my senior film was good enough so i just slid in at the last second um and gray shirted so it came in essentially the next year uh starting mm-hmm. in january of 2015 yeah. um so it did work out in the end i had one other offer from south dakota state uh mm-hmm. but you know didn't i didn't fall in love with it the way that i fell in love with ball state when i took my visit for um sure. so so that that was kind of like my recruiting and um it for sure was frustrating especially being around you know, my buddies growing up who have all these Big Ten offers and SEC offers and and you're happy for them. But as a competitor, obviously yeah. you want you want opportunities too. And I felt like those didn't come until the end. Now it worked out. But um, okay. all all you need is one good school. So yeah. it, it worked out.
1: Yeah. All you need is one coach, one school to really believe in you to 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 get to where you want to be. So I I definitely no agree with no. that. So um and I've asked um, every athlete I've interviewed this too is like that transition from high school to college ball what do you think is like the biggest change between like what do you think the biggest difference is between high school and, and college ball and I've gotten various answers like speed is the most popular one speed of the game film other answers but I want to hear kind of what your what you your thoughts are on that and kind of what what you would see as the difference between high school ball and transitioning to college ball
0: I'd say you're for sure. Spot on with the speed part, the speed mm-hmm. of the game, and then the 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 preparation and amount of time that goes into
1: okay,
0: uh, just playing twelve games a year. So yeah. there's so much film work, there's so much time in the weight room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there's so much time in the in the treatment room and and the training room that is necessary to play college football. So all the behind the scenes stuff is. A lot of time, so mm-hmm. um, that's you know probably the biggest thing. You, you're not going to class in high school like like it's not like going to class in high school for you know five six hours. Then you go practice for two hours. Then you're done. You do some homework. Go to bed. Right? It's yeah. it's you're waking up real early. You're going to practice. You're 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 hitting the film room. You're doing homework. You're coming back to recover and watch mm. more film and it mm. just never ends now thankfully i loved everything that went along with it i love the weight room training room and and mm. and watching film so i love that process of it uh, yeah. but really just the biggest thing is just the time commitment i would say
1: yeah for sure for sure time is a big <clears throat> aspect and um in that and so talk about kind of what what's again what's something that stood out to you just briefly touch on your um Ball State career, kind of uh, talk about your um, your time at Ball State. I mean, you have so many awards and honors. I mean, your twenty nineteen uh, Mid American Conference first team, all 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 MAC first team. I mean, uh, twenty nineteen Ball State Defensive Player of the Year. Um, again, you won the twenty nineteen Dave McLean Leadership Award at Ball State. So again, you have a lot of awards um, and honors to your name. So talk about kind of your experience. Uh, and your time at ball State kind of something that stood out to you um while you were a player at Ball state
0: yeah i I would just say the the people here stood out to me the most. I just think mm-hmm. all that stuff you just named off is cool, but it's just a byproduct of just being around really, really good people yeah um and you know trusting trusting those people. and you know i great I've had great coaches here when I played. Yeah, and they put me in really good positions to be successful on the field, and I think I did a good job of just meeting them halfway with, you know, my preparation, um, and whether it be physically or mentally or whatever the case is, um, so really, this other people helped me out a lot, um, and, you know, I think winning is a drug to me. Yeah. I love winning, and, you know, I wish I'd done it more here, but um when we did win, it's the best feeling ever. So really just chasing that winning feeling and all that all that stuff is just a byproduct of just trying to win.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. Any any game that stands out to you as a player, um, like above above the others while you're you were at ball State?
0: Yeah. You know, we're playing Northern Illinois on mm-hmm. Tuesday and probably going up there in twenty nineteen and, and getting the and getting the bronze stock uh yeah. was awesome just because I'm from the area too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really, really, and we came back, we were down like 17, three or something and, and came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was awesome to, to be able to do that, uh, in front of, in front of friends, uh, and family. And so yeah. that was kind of one that that that's kind of sticks out, especially cause it's on my mind right now as, as, as we play them, uh, <laughs> for our next game.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially going back home and beating the team, um, close in the area that's that's that hits home and that's that's a great it's definitely got to be a great feeling um as well and so want to kind of uh talk to you about your transition now into the coaching um side of things you graduated yep. ball State you go to Butler right to yep. coach at Butler talk about your experience and talk about your transition from playing at Ball State to uh coaching at Butler your first coaching stop there.
0: Yeah, it was um hold on, I, I'm gonna find a charger here. Sorry about Oh, that. you're good. Um yeah, it was it was for sure a uh a culture shock being a coach, not uh at you know being a player and then a coach. Like you just don't realize all the behind the scenes yeah. things that, that go into um you know being a college athlete. Yeah. And really, you know, I didn't appreciate, I think, or I didn't just I didn't know. Mm-hmm. really the amount of time needed on like the operation side um, of everything that goes, Hey, there, there's meals. There's, there's all these types of things. There's, yeah. um, you know, travel, hotel, um, all this stuff that um, you kind of take for granted um, that's just set up in there for you. So like when I went to Butler,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: just the, the level of the program, obviously that's a non-scholarship uh program and it's mm-hmm. awesome i had a great time there yeah. um and learned a lot but it, it doesn't have as much financial backing as ball state so when i came back to ball state recently as a coach it felt like i was at like alabama you know what i mean yeah yeah um, just with all the funding and things like that and um so it, it's for sure different that way but i really learned how to become a, a good coach um you know at, at balder just because being at that level you have to think outside the box and Um, I was able to do that and be around some really good coaches there as well.
1: Yeah. No. And, and like, that's true. What you mentioned, like people looking in on the outside or from transitioning from um, playing to coaching is different with all the different aspects um, that you have to do. I mean, watching film too is like you watch film as a player differently than you do as a coach. Right. So um, different aspects that um, you, you pay attention to film and stuff there too. So definitely, Uh, a lot of differences there. Did you know when you were a player, Jacob, that you wanted to coach after your playing career was over?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, I think in the back of my mind, I, I always did for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went through a lot of other, you know, scenarios uh, in my head um, with, with what to do, you know, when I was done playing, but coach is one that for sure stuck out the most to me. Yeah. Um and you know, I, I wanted to, I thought about, you know, joining the military. I thought about okay. doing all this uh, you know, doing something in business. Um, I thought yeah. about, you know, so many different things. And then coaching, obviously. Yeah. Um so I, I went down all these paths and contacted people in each profession. And really what always came back uh, to me was like just that locker room camaraderie. Yeah. And um, you know, being around the guys and things like that. Yeah. And I have that in coaching just with coaches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then with players as well. So yeah. Um, always knew, always loved coaching. And uh it really for sure was kind of a seamless transition for me. For um, sure. Now there was some <clears throat> there were some parts of it like technology wise that i needed to get better at like excel and things like that yeah um which i'm better at now uh but you know when i first started coaching at butler i didn't really know even how to use like a copier
1: oh you know what i
0: mean so like just get just getting over things like that yeah um,
1: no i got you
0: and learning that way um Mm. i think was was real big uh my long-term development as a coach and it makes coaching so much easier if you can be good with technology and you know, thankfully I'm I'm get I've gotten better each day so it's been awesome
1: yeah and you kind of uh hinted at it there but how would you say that your uh experiences as a player um has shaped you as a coach how would you say that you're yeah
0: I, that's a great question you? I think I think every experience I've had as a player shaped me as a coach to be completely honest with you yeah. um like from you know, the, the way you lead as a player, yeah. um, you know, on the field and off the field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, If it, like if you're a good leader as a football player, you, you know, more often than not, you're going to become a good leader as a coach. Um, yeah. So everything, you know, that I went through as a player in like leadership development,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think made, you know, translates to being a good coach. For example, like you have to get to know your players. Your players don't care. And this is if if you're playing and you could fill in the blank with teammates or your players as a coach, if you're working with anybody and, you know, they don't know that you care, they're not going to care what you have to say. So, Mm -hmm. like, to me, it was very eye opening as a player to have to relate with everybody before Mm -hmm. that they before they even buy into what I'm saying. So, like, I think there's a saying no one cares um, how much, you know, until like, they know how much you care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that, you know, so that was one thing that, you know, kind of stood out to me as a player and that I kind of transitioned to, to my coaching, uh, coaching career.
1: So, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Like you really, like, you know, I, I see that even at the high school level, Jacob, like when you show, when you, you know, when you show care and you show, your players and you you take a genuine interest. It comes back twofold in terms of how hard they play for you, how hard they play as a team. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, I definitely agree with you there is you need to get to know because each player practices differently, learns differently, does things differently. So um, definitely, you know, getting to know and being able to adjust to that. Definitely. I agree with that um, within the players. So uh, I definitely sure. agree with you there. And so You've been you coached at Butler. You come back to, to Ball State. So you've been coaching um, for a, a, a bit decent amount of time. So I want to touch on, um, you know, I, I'm getting my doctorate. I'm teaching classes. They have me do a teaching philosophy here. Um, so I want to touch on kind of what would you say your coaching philosophy is or what would be your coaching philosophy now that you've had experience um, coaching at Butler now as a, as a defensive GA at Ball State?
0: yeah that's a great question um you know my coaching philosophy is the film room Mm -hmm. first of all like nothing matters like how we just said um nothing matters if like the kids don't think that i care about them as humans you know that that's the first priority for sure is hey i care about you as a human being as a person yeah um I was in your shoes. I know what it feels like to be, you know, coached up. I know what it feels like to go to class and have to go to practice and come back for treatment, all that stuff. Like yeah. I understand I was in your shoes. So I, I, I speak from a um, you know, some, some empathy, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I experienced that. So I experienced what you're going through and I care about you as a human. That's, those are like the two base levels of like my philosophy as a coach and then you know building off of that now you can build off of that because you know the kids know how much you care and they'll listen to what you have to say Mm. really for me like if I'm running a room the the film room to me when we're meeting that is a classroom right so you know I'm not going to get you know my underwear in a, in a bundle or anything and yell yeah. and scream in the film room yeah that's a yeah. learning environment so i want an environment where kids won't be afraid to ask any question even yeah. if they think it's stupid mm. um you know there's no such thing as as really stupid questions now if i've answered that question four times in a row and you ask it again sure that might be that's a silly different. question yeah. right <laughs> uh but you yeah. know i i want them to be open and receptive to what I'm saying. And I'm gonna be open and receptive to what they're saying. Now when we step on the field in between the white lines, mm-hmm. I'm I will be intense. And the one thing that I that is a non-negotiable is effort. So like if yeah. you mess up something on the field, I'm gonna get you off and coach you up and get you back out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you mess up and don't run to the ball, now we have a big problem.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm cool with you making mistakes as long as you make them hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that really gets me fired up is effort, everything else. Hey, let's talk about it. What happened? What'd you see? I'm going to tell you what I saw. Let's get you coached up. Let's get you back on the field, right? Yeah. Effort's yeah. the biggest eraser. And if you're not playing with high effort, doesn't matter how athletic you are, whatever. Yeah. You know,
1: you got to control yeah. the controllables, you know, and exactly. effort and attitude are two things you can control. Um, exactly so uh, i definitely definitely agree um with that and i really like your i mean and and this is something i i've gravitated towards now i've really enjoyed is watching film breaking film down i really like you know how you said that you'll enjoy the process of like breaking down film watching film enjoy that entire um um process so that's that's great i really uh really like that that commonality um there so but before we kind of end the episode here, I want to go. I want to ask you a couple of just fun. I do a lot of fun rapid fire towards the end. Um, so ask you a couple of fun little rapid fire questions. You good? You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's go. So, um, first one is what's the most, what's your favorite stadium to play in or coach in
0: that you've Oof. been or coached in? Besides Schumann Stadium. Besides I Schumann?
1: Would... Yeah, besides Schumann, which one is. Has been your favorite.
0: It was cool to play in Notre Dame Stadium.
1: There we go. Yeah. That
0: that was fun. Yeah. Uh cool. It was a cool environment.
1: Mm-hmm. Gave you
0: chills. It was that uh, that was a lot
1: of fun. Yeah. Uh favorite football related movie?
0: Ooh. Longest yard.
1: Longest yard. Okay. Uh favorite pregame meal or food that you eat?
0: Ooh, pasta, chicken, chicken? and vegetables.
1: Okay. What's your go-to music playlist? What's on your go-to playlist for music when you listen to music before games? Country music. Country music. Okay. And then what's the best piece of advice that you've received throughout your career? It could be playing career or now as you transition into coaching, could be a piece of coaching advice that you might've received, but best piece of advice overall in your career that you've gotten.
0: Coaches are players that ran out of eligibility. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that that I've taken
1: for sure. For sure. No, I agree with that. And I've heard that quite a bit uh, at the college level as well. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just talked to you about your best piece of advice that you've received. Um, But the biggest reason behind starting this podcast and um, getting with this podcast is helping the high school kids that I coach um, you know, uh, giving them some inspiration, getting them some advice from, uh, from guys that have been there, um, and have been in their shoes. So I want to transition, uh, into asking you is what advice would you give to young, um, athletes, youth athletes playing football to those guys that do want to play like you did at the division one level, um, and, and play division one football and go to play college football, um, at the level that you did. So what's one piece of advice you would give them um, to youth youth athletes high school athletes whatever it may be to get to your your level
0: if you help your team win and whatever role that is mm-hmm. then at the end of the day you will be successful yeah. so don't be a you know don't be a, a finger pointer be a thumb pointer and yeah. understand that you got to do your job whatever that job is and that fits to the the goals of the team yeah. do it to, to do it to the best of your ability and everything else will work out in the end, control the controllables and understand that it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint and people with good attitudes, high effort and uh, are consistent will always come out on top and and accomplish what, what they want to.
1: For sure. For sure. And I totally, I totally agree with that. Right. Could being able to know your, it's a team game, knowing your kind of what role you can play to help the team um, really goes a long way. So, I appreciate that, Jacob. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Um, Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. But uh, yeah, that's, that's all the time we have for, uh, for this episode of the athlete insights um, podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow my podcast. I put it up on YouTube, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. I'll put um, links up on there as well. I'll have uh, Jacob's social media handles, uh, tagged as well within the video. So make sure you guys go follow. Yes, can follow Jacob um, on his social media uh, handles and, and his uh, channels as well. But again, thanks for, again, I know it's late in Muncie, but thanks for taking the time to to sit down and, and chop it up with me, talk some ball and um, really enjoyed kind of learning about your career, your process, and then your transition as well. So I appreciate that providing those insights.
0: Thanks for everything you do. And thanks for, spreading the good knowledge and appreciate you brother. Thanks for having me on.
1: No, I appreciate you, but uh, we'll see you next time.